Hello there, and welcome to the Joyfully Black Podcast, where we have candid conversations with Black women on nourishing their mental well-being while balancing career, family life, and community care. I'm your host, Joy Dixon, a public health professional turned woman in tech and lover of seeing people thrive in their zone of genius. So today we have Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver, who is the award-winning author of How Exceptional Black Women Lead. She's a global speaker, media commentator, and race and gender empowerment expert. She's had the honor of being the keynote speaker to the inaugural president of the United States Young African Leaders Summit and was a featured speaker before the World Bank. Now, she's widely known for her impactful workshops and training on women's empowerment, political representation and power, and entrepreneurial success on behalf of U.S. embassies across the globe and beyond. And as a self-described multi-passionate serial entrepreneur, Dr. Avis is the host of the forthcoming Seven Figure podcast and CEO of Media to Millions, a coaching and consulting firm that helps entrepreneurs develop and implement effective marketing and sales techniques by leveraging the media and beyond. All in all, Dr. Avis is the go-to source for normalizing Black success, wealth, and fulfillment. And we are so delighted to have her with us today. Welcome, Dr. Avis. Ah, Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yes, yes. Excited to have you on. Now, um, Dr. Avis, I went through your bio, but I always like to level set, which I know that was just a brief bio among the many things that I'm sure you (laughs) have done. (laughs) across the course of your career. And so I always like to level set for our audience for a minute. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your journey from a policy to entrepreneurship? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my PhD is actually in uh, government and politics at the University of Maryland College Park. And so uh, I started my career uh, in Washington, D.C. in the thing. Well, actually, honestly, I started my career as a college professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even while I was in graduate school, I started working in the think tank space in Washington, D.C. and actually loved it so much that I actually left academia to get back into the think tank space. So I spent the bulk of my career uh, prior to starting my business in that space. And what we do in that um policy wonky type of world uh, is that we do research analysis uh, for the general public, but more importantly, and probably most importantly for lawmakers to help give them information that they need in order to use to uh, push forward bills uh, that we believe will help people and hopefully stop bills that we believe will hurt people. And uh, my area of specialty is the intersection of race, gender, and the economy. So I focus specifically on uh, Black women and their well-being in our marketplace and in, in our economy. And so that's really where I spent the bulk of my early years. And it's really that years of deep understanding of that data, analyzing that data, uh, presenting on that data on Capitol Hill, uh, writing reports around that data uh, to this day, in which I still am uh, the co-editor of the State of Black Women in America reports. Um, One of the things that's most uh, frustrating to me is the degree to which that I see uh, a couple of statistical facts that have remained constant. Uh, And the first one is that Black women have the higher labor, highest labor force participation rate of all women in America. No women work more than Black women. In fact, obviously, we were the labor force before that statistic was even captured, right? Uh, and then uh, beyond that, uh, we are also among the least paid uh, in terms of the wage gap. And so I 
saw this dynamic of the degree to which Black women work and the degree to which Black women were underpaid. And ultimately, it inspired me uh, to do what I do today, and that's to help uh, Black women gain the power uh, to write their own checks uh, through successful entrepreneurship. I love that. I love that. You said writing their own checks. That is yep. so, <laughs> that is so true. Yep. And, and you know, you've, you've done so much research in academia and on the Hill. And what would, how would you describe the, the turning point in your life? that let you know that you needed to kind of shift your path so that you could create the life that you want for yourself. Cause you, you mentioned a, a winding road. Like we know life is not a straight line. Right. And I think a lot of us have seen that diagram of like, this is life and people who, you know, maybe just listening to this and not on YouTube, like my hand is going up and down like a zigzag. Right. <laughs> so, so how, what was that turning point or turning points that made you want to just kind of pivot so that you could, have this life that you thought that you wanted, that you deserved. Absolutely. I think my first, uh, I don't know that it was a per- turning point, but it was more of a foundation. Um, my father was an entrepreneur and I got the opportunity to see what he was able to build through his grit, determination, hard work, um, uh, and his creativity. And I saw that through my lived experience, that through his work, uh, he was able to not only create a comfortable lifestyle for myself and our family, uh, but he was able to employ uh, all of his uh, siblings. He was able to employ a couple of other um, Black people in our area. And he was able to, in essence, through the strength of his business, create this sort of Black middle-class existence in a space where a lot of our peers around us um, did not have that same opportunity. And so I understood the importance and the power of entrepreneurship ever since I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I didn't really quite get how to turn it into my way of life because I went that more traditional road, you know, when you go to school, you get the degrees, you get all the degrees, mm-hmm. uh, and then you start upon that career journey. And it really wasn't until I sort of hit a uh, a roadblock in my career journey uh, with a a big big major promotion that I felt like I'd worked for for many years when I when I achieved it, but ended up being not at all what it was cracked up to be, and in many ways um, it ended up being a very toxic situation with regards to other things that were happening in that organization, mm-hmm. and it be- became clear to me that. Uh, for my professional reputation, that would not be a longstanding um, space for me. And so for the first time in my life, I left a job without having that next job set up. But luckily, like a lot of people do, I was already doing something on the side. You know, everybody, we have that side hustle going on. I had okay. a short <laughs> I had a short form radio show with uh, NPR at the time. And so I had that NPR check coming in. And one day I just had this epiphany, if I can have this one check, I can get another check and I can get another check. And from that, my very first business, which was a consulting practice, was born. Uh, and I've just continued to move forward since there. Uh, this year represents my 10th year as an entrepreneur. Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy. Have, when, when will be your official uh, anniversary be of this year? Uh, it'll be in March. So we're in, not far from it. <laughs> okay. So it, it's. are you doing anything to celebrate? That's a good, well, yeah, I think I do. I have a little something coming down the pike that I'm going to be celebrating all across the country. <laughs> okay, awesome. Listen, we, we all, you know, it's so easy to have these wonderful accomplishments and sometimes we don't stop to actually celebrate them. And sometimes people in our lives make a bigger deal of them than, than we do. Have you ever had that experience? 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's not just me. I think it happens a lot with high achievers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that in the lives of a lot of my clients who are high achievers as well. Uh, our predisposition is, you know, we're very ambitious. We're go-getters. We are, in essence, we have become normalized to our own exceptionalism, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we do is that we hit that goal and we don't even take a nanosecond to acknowledge or celebrate. We just move on to the next goal because mm-hmm. there is always a next goal with people like us. Exactly. And so exactly. And so one of the things that I have become very intentional about doing myself, and then I encourage my clients to become t- intentional about doing not only generally, but I infuse that in terms of how I work with my clients is to provide spaces where we can uh, celebrate ourselves, celebrate our accomplishments, acknowledge our accomplishments, engage in intentional uh, Mm self-care on a regular basis. Because in my mind, uh, the most important asset in your business is you. Uh, And if you end up uh, running yourself ragged, burning out, stressed out, get all sorts of health problems as a result of that, what does that do for your future, much less the future of your business? So to me, it's about understanding how to prioritize your health in mm-hmm. every way, shape, or form, physical, mental, all of it, uh, as well as your ambitions. And part of that to me is taking the time to pause and celebrate and acknowledge when you are doing the amazing things that you're doing. Oh, yes. That is such great. That's such great advice. And I love what you said, The no, like being normalized to our own exceptionalism. I had to write that down because I said, I almost wanted you to say it again, frankly, because I was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Normal. You're just like, oh, this is what we do. Exactly. And, and oftentimes we we are un- we, we operate under the, the illusion that it is normal, that mm-hmm. everyone um, operates at that level. And, you know, sometimes it takes an external source to say, stop, wait a minute. I want you to recognize that what you did was pretty darn extraordinary. What you did was pretty amazing. That is pretty far away from normal. So take a minute to recognize the badassery that re- exists uh-huh. in you, celebrate it, take a moment and then move on to the next thing. Don't just use that as a speed bump and then continue going without allowing yourself to refresh and replenish and renew and celebrate all along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in creating those spaces, how have you found ways to infuse those spaces in your own life to to take time to, to pause and reflect and to celebrate? I have a very real world example. Uh, I have a lot of travel uh, coming up uh, in, in this month. And uh, now that the world is open again, it'll, I'll probably get back in this sort of um, my tradition of doing a lot of travel. Uh, but I will say this, that when I'm engaged in business travel, I make it a, my business not to immediately go back home. Like I don't immediately go back right after I'm finished with all the meetings if I can in any way, shape or form help it. Usually I add in an additional day that is specifically a self-care day. So for example, uh, next week I'll be heading uh, to uh, some business meetings uh, out of state in Florida for a couple of days. Uh, I have added in there uh, an extra day uh, that is specifically for the spa and the beach, period. That's it. That's it, as they say, right? So, you know, I think (laughs) it is a regular thing. I mean, I've already gone on to figure out, okay, let me go ahead and make my appointments so I can get all my treatments done for my spa day while I'm there so that I'm not sitting there, you know, sad because it's all booked up by the time I get there, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's really about being 
that intentional and giving yourself permission to do that. You deserve that body scrub, sis. You deserve that massage, sis. You deserve that pedicure, manicure, whatever you do to make you feel uh, a little pampered because you need that rest, renewal, renewal and uh, time to be infused in regularly. I would say in addition to that, it's taking the time to exercise. I, I have to say that one of the um, most powerful journeys that I have been on over the course of the past year is getting really reintroducing myself to my athleticism, right? I, you know, I was an athlete as a young, as a younger person. And uh, I think oftentimes when you're an entrepreneur, it's very easy for you to tell yourself that you don't have time, right? I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to do this because honestly, here's the reality. If you allow it, uh, obviously your business mind never turns off. I mean, there's always something that you can be doing at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, 5 a.m. in the morning, whatever, right? But I have learned that um, prioritizing your physical health not only gives you more energy and focus when you do turn your attention to your business, but in addition to that, for me, it's a space where oftentimes I come up with some of my best creative ideas. So um, you have to understand that what we do as entrepreneurs is that we monetize our creativity. And to be able to do that, you have to give yourself space to be creative. It's not just only implementation mode all day, every day. It's also coming up with those new ideas, those new approaches, those things that are going to keep your business fresh and on the minds of your potential clients, or maybe be able to serve your current clients better. All of that requires creativity. And you have to, you have to carve out time for that specifically as a regular part of what you do in your business, but also um, by taking care of you, it puts you in the physical and the mental space where you can become more creative. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. And I love that you add on an extra day in your schedule after business travel, just for you to sort of uh, renew your own spirit and something that'll be restorative to 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 you. I I love that idea. And and almost and also when you were saying um, incorporating you know physical activity, our busy people, whether entrepreneurs or uh, mothers or the different yeah. titles and identities that that women hold, I was like, was she was she uh, at the place I was at yesterday talking to somebody like, honey, please, you got to make time for it. You'll feel so much better. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I hear it. And to the moms out there, definitely. I get it. Um, I, I'm on the other side. I'm still a mom. Obviously, you're a mom forever once you're a mom. Um, but I'm a, a fairly new empty nester. My youngest uh, is now a sophomore in college. But I remember those days when they were smaller. So I know it's especially hard, especially if your children are small, because rightly or wrongly, the tradition of just culture is that women tend to have a disproportionate burden of the childcare responsibilities. And I hate to call it a burden, but it's the reality is that it is a, it is a demand on your time. I'll put it like that. And so, uh, you know, you really have to give yourself permission to specifically have other people help you so that you can take some time for yourself and find and do it guilt-free, like leave mommy guilt out of the picture, okay? Because that baby needs you to be the best version of you. So if you're a husband or your mother, or you need to get a babysitter just to give you some, some quiet time, uh, do that. 
do that and do it on a regular because you deserve it. Yes, absolutely. And that really ties into what you're saying as far as making your health a priority, making time for yourself a priority. It really makes me think about, you know, the importance of clear communication with the people in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I know that you probably know, know all of the statistics um, around, you know, there being a different standard that Black women face in the workplace, yeah. even though, you know, we're the most ambitious demographic in America. And mm-hmm. as we mentioned, you know, holding all the different identities and titles and doing all the things. But it sounds like communication is key, whether we're trying to strive for success in the boardroom, in our personal lives, you know, making sure we have intentional friendships. Yeah. How would you describe having these sort of conversations, maybe co- courageous conversations Absolutely. and, and what's the best way to begin having them? Yeah, that's an excellent point. You know, I, I think that this moniker of the strong black woman is something that, uh, though oftentimes we've probably taken pride in it, it, it's, it's, to me, I see it also as another burden, right? Because, it makes us feel like, and it makes other people believe that we're just supposed to, in essence, be, as Zora Neale Houston said, the mule of the world. Uh, and we're not, okay? Uh, we're human beings, just like everyone else. And so you are allowed, sis, to have support. You are allowed to have time to yourself. And so what you have to do, though, is you have to make be very intentional about building a support system around you. And that requires, as was alluded to, um, conversations with people that care about you around your need for their support. It does not make you weak because you need support. Hello, human beings of all kinds. The, the, the nature of humanity is that we are interconnected. You are not meant to do everything on your own, sis, period. And there's no shame in that game, all right? So figure out who can be your support system. Is it a friend? Is it a neighbor? Is it your mother? Is it a spouse? Is it a significant other? Is it a little bit of all of those uh, factors? Figure it out. Um, And honestly, don't uh, negate hiring a support system. Uh, And when I say that, I mean, one of the first things I really drill into my clients is that as entrepreneurs, especially uh, your time is money. So there are some things where it's a better use of money for you to hire somebody to do it than for you to do it yourself. Things like spending a whole day cleaning your house on the weekend when you could be spending that day resting and renewing. Okay. And if you make one sale, you've probably paid for that for like six months if you're priced appropriately. Okay. So my point here is that your support system is important. You deserve it. You, you you are owed it, honestly, just as a part of being a part of a, a contributing part of humanity. And so the only thing though that you have to do is you are going to have to open your mouth and let people know that you need that help, that you need that support. Because um, the predisposition is if you just keep doing it, everybody's just going to think that you're okay doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. they're going to continue letting you do it, okay? Absolutely. Until you stop it, okay? <laughs> so you have to be the one to say, excuse me, uh, I need to make sure that I build in some time here so that I can be my best self when I come back to being the mom, when I'm running my business, when I'm being the the, the significant other or the spouse or the friend, I need to make sure that I have my cup filled because mm-hmm. if my cup isn't filled, I'm not able to pour anything out for anybody else. Absolutely. 
You know, I, I'm always curious and I, I love that advice you, you gave, you know, was there someone in your life that really exemplifies sort of that spirit of making sure they were taking time for themselves that made you think like, hmm, I could do more of that? Hmm. That's a very good question. I would, I would have to say, um, honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, just thinking of my life growing up. Yeah. Um, my grandmother, to me, she was the opposite of that. I loved my grandmother deeply. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, in fact, named my youngest uh, son after her and dedicated my book to her. Her mm. name was Ada. Uh, very, very powerful spirit. My grandmother, though, was one of those people that what was amazing about her, honestly, was that she could do anything. In my eyes, it was like, oh my God, what can this woman do? She could do like traditional women's work, but at the same time, she could do traditional men's work. So Mm -hmm. for example, she was out there doing all the things because we actually lived with my grandmother when I was growing up. Um, And uh, she would do all the traditional things around the household. But for example, when there was a snake in the yard, I'm from a rural area, by the way, there's a snake in the yard and my dad is running to get his shotgun by the time he gets back, my grandmother's out there with the garden hoe and has cut the snake up into 50 million pieces. Okay, that's okay, the type Granny. of person she was, okay? okay. All right. <laughs> she didn't play no games, okay? So the point I'm making here, though, is that I saw her do everything for everybody and I didn't see her make time for herself. And I mm. felt she deserved it. I mean, she was the anchor of our family. Uh, and... um. Honestly, she's she was just this incredible spirit. I wish she would have had more time just for her to enjoy life. I felt like in my memories of her, she passed when I was very young, but in my memories of her, uh, I felt like she was always working and I really wish she just would have been able to just rest because she yeah. deserved it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you sharing that story with me. I was also a grandma's a grandma's girl, and I can relate <laughs> <laughs> to having a grandma who did all the things. And you just remember her being bigger than life, and yes. just this, this, like you said, an, an amazing spirit. And as you were speaking, it made me think about how you know that 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 phrase is so popular nowadays. We are our ancestors' wildest dreams, right? Yes, yes. And how you know you saw your grandmother doing all the things, and I saw mine doing you know all the things. And how we are carving out lives for ourselves in which we we are making room. We have the luxury of making room for rest, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. We have the luxury of making room for rest. And the reality is, as you've very astutely stated here, is that a lot of our, our ancestors oftentimes did not have that luxury. And it's my belief that they told, worked, sacrificed, fought for all of the advantages that we have right now so that we could take care of it, take advantage of it. They did not expect us to have to live the same life that they live. I know for me, I want my children to have more opportunities than I did. And that is our birthright. And I'm telling you, I believe right now that my grandmother is like smiling down on me every day. So <laughs> <laughs> I thank her for the foundation and the spirit the, that she gave me. If, if anybody's ever seen me, for example, on TV in a political debate, uh, the when I am engaged in a very, um, I would say, a very bold exchange, mm-hmm. that's my grandma coming out. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ada yeah. speaking her mind right there. Okay. 
<laughs> yes, coming, coming forth, coming exactly. forth. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I, I love that. I love that. You know, as you know, you're a bold person. I would also describe myself as a bold person. I, I get that. I have very strong uh, maternal influences between mm-hmm. my mother, my grandmother, the aunt, just very strong women who have no issue. You know, my late grandmother, rest her soul. But the women in my family have no problem telling you and communicating and sharing. <laughs> but we, and so it sounds like you can also relate to that. Oh, yes. 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 But, A thousand know, percent. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we're both kind of chuckling because we can like hear their voices and see them in our, <laughs> in our mind, like hand on the hip about to get you together. And, oh, yes. And, in the most polite way possible. And, but you're going to, you're going to know, yeah. you're going to feel right. Absolutely. And sometimes not polite, but it, 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 the job gets done either way. Okay. Exactly. You it's know. done, it's said. Exactly. <laughs> and so, but we also have folks on the other side of the spectrum who may not have been so fortunate to be able to exhibit, you know, see, witness that growing up. Right. Yeah. And so what is, you know, one idea that you think people, women may get wrong about, you know, having courageous conversations, communication, and, you know, really showing up for themselves? Oh, that's an excellent question. And you're right. It is a blessing that we grew up in those environments. So we were able to witness what it looks like to have women strong women express their feelings and see the world move (laughs) as a result of them expressing their beliefs and their opinions. Uh, And so for us, I believe, and I know for me, and I'm sure for you from a young age, then you understand that you have agency, right? Yes. That, that you aren't just relegated to experiencing the world as it impacts you, that you actually can impact the world right? Uh, By your voice and by your action. Um, So that was a huge blessing to have grown up in an environment that demonstrated that to me from day one. For those who might not have had that environment or for whatever reason, you are less likely to, you tend to avoid conflict. You know, what you see is conflict. Um, and therefore you suppress your feelings and allow things to happen or things happen that you're not happy with and you don't know how to express yourself in a way that could cause change. You know, I, I just kind of like want to relay back to, I think this was a, oh, an Oprahism. I think Oprah was the first person I heard say this, but it's a thousand percent true. You teach people how to treat you. Yes. Boom. Point blank, period. This is true in professional relationships. It's true in personal relationships in every way, shape, and form in life. You teach people how to treat you. And if you don't express your feelings around interactions, if you don't make known your contributions in the workplace, if you don't make known your your rules of uh, engagement in terms of relationships with clients or potential clients. Like if you aren't crystal clear, then you are going to be like a rag doll um, being turned and twisted around to the wills and whims of everybody else in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's no way to live. And so I think the first thing that you need to realize is that you do in fact 
uh, have the power to create uh, the existence that you want, but you have to be that um, that factor that makes it happen. And it has to happen by you giving yourself permission to express when you're not happy with something or to express how you would like something to go. It does not mean you have to be mean or nasty or you know, dramatic or anything like that. In every situation, in a professional situation, you can handle it. But the point is, you just need to understand that you have the right to express your opinion. You have, I think, a responsibility to accept to yourself to make your perspectives known so that you can shape your reality in a way that contorts with how you want your life to be. If you don't do that, um, more often than not, you will find yourself in situations where everyone is just doing whatever they want to do. And then you are feeling uh, oftentimes used, abused, taken for granted, uh, underappreciated, um, all of those feelings that are very stressful, that ball up in you, that honestly leads to resentment. It ends relationships over time. How many relationships could be saved if you just told people what you actually want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, let's just say that, first of yeah. all. Don't expect people to be mind readers. You know what I mean? Those those types of things. So you have to be able to express. And uh, if you find yourself in a situation where people, if you're expressing yourself and the person is not receptive to your um, expression and you're doing it in a very professional, kind, non-dramatic way, and they're still not receptive, then maybe that is a relationship that needs to be severed. But the bottom line is you have the right to decide the rules of engagement in terms of who has access to your time, attention, and in fact, your emotional investment. And you are the master of that. And you have to express what you want in order to get what you need. Yes. What what you said really resonates with me around those rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. And um, as I'm sure you're, you're quite aware, there's so many different forms of self-care and making sure that your mental wellness, emotional wellness is intact. Mm-hmm. And what you that process that you stated uh, a few moments ago, I think, plays a key role into making sure that that you are having a uh, I would say a very peaceful you know existence right one mm-hmm. that is you know as stress-free as, as you can manage or as, as much as you're in control of so many times people think oh I'm gonna treat myself to chocolate or you know getting my nails done is self-care and I and but there's so many areas whether it's you know taking care of your financials as self-care mm-hmm. but also making sure that you're being an advocate for yourself in mm-hmm. those sort of scenarios. Like you, like you mentioned, when you may be feeling underappreciated or your time is being abused by folks who are just used to you always saying yes. Mm-hmm. As, as many, I think high achievers tend to do until, until they learn a little different, how to engage a little differently. Yep. Thousand percent true. A thousand yeah. percent true. And mm-hmm. once you, and honestly, you're exactly right. One of the most powerful words in the English language is no. Use it liberally. And the reason why you have to see, you have to not be afraid to say no, because if you are, every time you say yes, you have to understand that you are implicitly saying no to something else, right? Um, time is your most valuable asset. 
it is limited. Uh, you can always make more money. You can never make no more time. And so uh, understand that everything that you are saying yes to, you are now devoting a limited resource to that you can never replenish. So if you say yes to that, that means that you cannot use that limited resource in an area that maybe you would have preferred to use it. Therefore, <laughs> you have to really be deliberate about what you say yes to. And uh, with that said, understand that no is not a dirty word. In fact, no will be your gateway to actually creating the space in your life that you need in order to live the life that you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciative of the fact that no is not being seen as a dirty word anymore. I think since the pandemic, a lot of people have learned how to create spaces themselves, or at least starting to acknowledge that yes. that needs to occur in their lives, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was just such a, there was such a paradigm shift with people being in isolation and really having to reflect on how they showed up in the world for themselves and for others. So. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Dr. Avis, as we get ready to close, there is a quote by Dr. Jean Bolin that I share with all guests. Okay. And it's um, when you discover something that nourishes your soul and brings you joy, care enough about yourself that you make room for it in your life. Mm. So I ask you today, what nourishes your soul so much that you absolutely create space for it? Oh, wow. First of all, that's a beautiful quote. And it is absolutely a thousand percent true. Oh, my God. What do I make space for? I, um. Oh my God, it's a lot of things. <laughs> they are. On, on the little side of it, I love music. I, I actually used to be um, a music major, fun oh. fact, uh, when I first started college. So I, I love music. So I literally listen to music every day. Um, you can, what I'm listening to is like the soundtrack of whatever is going on in my life at that time. Mm. <laughs> but I literally listen to music every day. I make space for that. I make space for obviously my boys, even though they are, I'm an empty nester, uh, I am very intentional about making sure that we have ex enjoy experiences together, uh, like travel and spending time ex exploration. I'm more of a, I think experiences person than a thing person. So I love to travel and I love to experience the world with my boys. Um, and I would say lastly, um, I have, as I mentioned, I have really, really gotten very intentional about spending time with my, on my physical being. Uh, I hired a personal trainer uh, last year and I, I found that uh, that has been um, revolutionary in terms of my, the effectiveness of my fitness. And that is something that is sort of non-negotiable to me when it's time for me to, to go uh, to have my personal training sessions. I'm out. Okay. We will have to schedule around that. So I think those are some of the things that I have been very intentional about making space for, as well as those spot treatments. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause I mean, though, and, and, and you look, and you look amazing too. I mean, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that you've created space for those things in your life and experiences too. As It's so funny. I recently sent my best friend's because uh, I'm also an experiences person. Mm -hmm. I sent her a list of you know experiences to give instead of because gift giving can be very stressful for people. Exactly. You 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the experiences, you always have those memories of the pictures, that sort That's of thing. The thing, exactly. They will mm-hmm. be with you forever. Memories last forever. Things mm-hmm. can be lost or broken, but memories last forever. So that's, yeah. that's what I value creating memories with my boys, especially it's my most fun thing to do. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. So what can people expect from you next? Oh my goodness. Well, I'll tell you one thing I'm excited. I'm going to be having uh, a tour that I'll be doing this year that I've never done before. So I'm super excited about that. It's part of the celebration of my 10th year in business, but also it's really around um, focusing on helping other Black women, business women understand how to elevate to that next level of success. So I'm excited about to announce my, my tour that'll be starting this spring. And then this summer, I'll be having my uh, my next Black Millionaire Coach Live event, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be at the beautiful MGM National Harbor here in National Harbor, Maryland. Uh, For our Lux VIPs, we have uh, rented a yacht where we're going to go on an all-white day cruise, and you'll get a chance to interact with uh, multimillionaire Black women uh, uh, entrepreneurs who are there to sort of share a little insight on how they've done what they did, as well as... um, my incredible stylist, who's going to be talking a little bit about how to look like a million amount other things. And so mm-hmm. that entire experience, I'm so super excited about that. Um, that's going to be coming up in July. So those are, are two of the things that are coming up this year that I'm especially excited about. That's that's very exciting. And for those of you who are listening, y'all know I love a shimmy. So when she said the yacht, I said, I thought so. I did a little shimmy. <laughs> And I said, okay, yacht party with a purpose. Yes. Can you remember? Can you imagine a, a yacht party with all black women dressed in white? That's exactly what we're putting together. Okay. That's uh, one, of the, one of the highlights. Of one that. of the highlights. Yes, yes. One of the many highlights. I know it'll be so exactly. impactful. Exactly. And and um, where can people, where can my listeners go to learn more about you and what you have uh, coming up? Absolutely. So they can head over to dravismentoring.com or they can follow me on Instagram uh, at dravismentoring. Awesome. Well, Dr. Avis, thank you so much for joining me today. It's such a wonderful time speaking with you and uh, look forward to staying in touch. And so I will put all the contact information in the show notes. So listeners, please be sure to check out Dr. Avis and follow her online. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for joining Joyfully Black this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a five-star review and share with a friend. Have an aha moment from today's episode? Let us know by texting 850-404-2712. That's 850-404-2712. You can even leave a voice note. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button at Spotify or Apple so you never miss an episode. Remember, being in the black is more than a financial state. It's a journey toward your wellness. Until next time, stay in the black, y'all.